what is it, episode 14? 14 of yes, the sir. weekly sports forecast, which became, what, a little delay on one week, so it's the second week sports forecast. <laughs> Just wasn't feeling it. Just wasn't feeling it. Times and schedules. Yeah, out of town, activities happen, so it's just like, uh, I didn't take my laptop either, uh, and what could have been ended up being cancelled and then uncancelled, so I was like, oh, next time for sure, J-Dance, next time for sure. And now, you guys are getting this podcast, which is going to be better than... That's <laughs> going to be better than the last podcast, <laughs> <laughs> Crickets. <laughs> yeah, man. For two weeks going, there's not a whole lot of stuff going on yet again in the NFL. Yeah, it's the whole, the whole OTAs, man. Everybody's just getting accustomed to it. Some people are probably even barely showing up to their whole OTAs. Aaron Rodgers never show up. No, supposedly that boy is a. A complicated fella, <laughs> according to one of their their major business guys or coaches. I'm not quite sure who it was that said it, but said he's a complicated fella. And then my boy Robbie Anderson, I don't think he showed up yet, which got me kind of pissed because I'll be uh, on Google. Yeah. And then uh, there's like, you know how you have your little posts that are like similar to your interest or whatever mm-hmm. yeah has, there's one pros and cons of trading robbie anderson i was like bro Aww. that's all con right there there's no pros in trading that boy you better stop better stop just because this guy ain't showing up to i told i said it on the other podcast shit you can take two weeks off three weeks off i don't give a fuck do you dog at the end of the day i know what he brings to the table he knows what he brings to the table and I don't think we're tripping on it. He's going to be I the Carolina not. Panther. He'll be number yeah, 11, catching them balls from number 14. I know, that's what I was thinking. You just get you get your quarterback in there that actually has before with him, but now you're like, no, it's true. He didn't show up. Makes no sense. Hey, come on, dude. Nah, that's just, that's just the critics out there. Like, uh-huh. I've been thinking about that lately, too. Like, what do you need to get to become like a like a reporter or, like, one of them dudes that just go to events and just hit, like, Dana White with a question. Like, what do you got to get to do that? Just got to show up and record. You think That's so? Fun. You don't need. You don't think you need, like, a, a degree in some sorts? Oh, uh, yeah. No, no doubt. There's definitely those people who have a journal, journaling degree and, like, it's with some company or something. But why can't you just show up with a mic and ask, mm-hmm. this, like, better questions than they do and, Feels you know like I mean? you need something to get behind the scenes, you know what I mean? Like a pass, uh, you know what I mean? I bet you you might need to start some LLC or something to show that you're official. Like, it looks like the man with bads is going to blow up here later on. Cause dude, honestly, that's something I've like, always wanted to do. So Could you imagine just have your job just being, you just do your podcast and then the rest of the week you're traveling around the United States? I would love that, bro. Interviews. I would love that. I would always love to be an interview guy. I can imagine going to the actual events and, like, chilling by shit. Drew Locke and be like, so, my co-host out there, he's a big Denver Bronco fan, says you're the truth. 
are you the truth? And then he's like, motherfucker, I'm the answer. And I'll be like, oh, <laughs> shit. You do look weird with your haircut, bro. You look older. Reminds uh, me of that. Reminds me of, like that Thor when he cuts his hair. The new Thor. And then everyone's like, oh, my God, he looks so more serious. <laughs> now everyone's like, yeah, that's, uh, that's something the reporters do. They're like, yeah, he's doing everything right. He's, he's studying with Peyton Manning. He's staying... He's coming early, staying late, and he got his hair cut. Like, what the fuck? Yeah. I was like, okay. I'm, I'm telling you, we can we can do some crazy things if we find out what the hell we need to get behind the scenes. Yeah, I wrote it down. What'd you hmm. write down? What does it take to become a sports reporter? Yeah, I was going to Google it last night or this morning, and I just did it. And I was like, yeah, I'll just say it on the podcast. Maybe he knows more than I do. Because so, I, I don't know. That would be a dream right there, be an analyst. Compared to all these UFC fucking questions that get asked. Stupid, bro. You know the way I look at it? It's kind of like, like, say, like Logan Paul with boxing. You know, to get behind the scenes, like you have all the professional established boxers, which would be the established reporters, and then just out of popular demand, he got into boxing. So maybe out of popular demand, we could just get into reporting. Oh, but at the same time, he has money. Yeah, true, true. So he's like doing the boxing thing just because he fell in love with it. Imagine being a millionaire, and you're like, I'm going to go train. I'm going to hire the best trainers that I can get and do this professionally because you can you know you got the millions <laughs> nice, dude. it'd be very nice maybe this uh, this season when DraftKings comes out oh, gonna hit that milli jackpot hey and then from a milli, make that 10 milli do you, do you ever enter in those uh 20 dollar the only time i've ever done those is with uh tickets oh the free tickets yeah, yeah. From, when a free ticket off a of, a Drag King little competition, and next thing you know, you're in the you're in the high dollar, trying to see, oh, can I do it? Can I do it? And then one of these starts showing up, and then you're like, oh, I'm doing it. And then halftime hits, and you're like, damn, I did it, but now I'm I just I just lost. <laughs> <laughs> I know, dude. There's always that one player that gets off ice over. Fuck, one point. What are you doing, dog? You're running back. You're 10 yards. Oh, my gosh. Oh, speaking of that, <laughs> you're a running back. You only got 10 yards. I got I got called the biggest Ravens hater out there. So I, I have these little stats of this past season. Lamar, 15 games. J.K. Dobbins, 15 games. Gus Edwards, 16 games. And then Mark Ingram only played 11 games this past season. Out of all them four right there, who who do you think was the top rushing running back? Oh, running back? Um, I'm going to have to say Gus. So Gus was right behind J.K. Dobbins, but barely mm-hmm. by like, what is that? Maybe like... 70, no, not even, 82 yards right behind J.K. But leading the pack in rushing yards, Lamar Jackson. Uh, I was going to say that, but you said running back, and I was like, who is running back? 
So so why does the why the hell does this quarterback out here have a thousand and five rushing yards? Damn. <laughs> Off of fifteen Damn. games, thousand and five rushing yards. J.K. Dobbins, fifteen games, eight hundred and five. That boy Lamar had two hundred more yards than J.K. Dobbins, and actually, it's in the name running back. Like that's uh, crazy to me. So Gus Edwards just signed a new like two year deal. J.K. Dobbins, from a from a fan's perspective, out there saying that he's gonna be the realest this year for the Ravens. He's going to be a force to be reckoned with. Or would you even consider them to even be an elite running back this year? Any of them two. J.K. and Gus. Or do you think they're going to be like okay running backs, good running backs? I think they'll be okay. I like Gus Edwards, but uh, yeah, and I like J.K. Dobbins too. But no, I just think they're going to be okay. Okay, with that said, do you think Lamar will be rushing yard leader on that team again this year? No, I would like to say no, because they got that new wide receiver, some Bateman, right? Mm -hmm. It's supposed to be really good with Brown and uh, Sammy Watkins. So I feel like they're going to want him to throw him more. I feel like he's even going to be thinking that, like, I have all these better receivers. Like, why am I not going to throw it? But then again, like, when you're in game, if you're used to running it, if you're pressured, you're just going to break out and run it. True. So, yeah. I don't – honestly, I'd hope not because when I hear those stats from a quarterback, I just hear unbalanced offense. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's like it's nice to have. It's just – do you have anything else? True. That's what I'm saying. So, Gus and J.K., who do you think is going to be the leader out of them two? Who's going to get the starting role first game? Yeah. I like J.K. Dobbins, but honestly, I like uh, I like Gus. He's like one of those sleeper running backs on draft games that I like. Yeah, I just I just got so heartbroken this past season with I never knew who was gonna be the leader, and now I'm looking at the stats. I see J.K. Dobbins is, but I would pick Gus, thinking he's a sleeper, and that boy would be cold some days, and I'd be like, man. There goes that little value pick that I thought was a value pick. Yeah. And then JK will probably have like a few more points in him. But I never really ended up picking Lamar that much. Now looking at the 1,005, looks like a nice little quarterback to be picking up on this upcoming season. But don't they yeah. have like one of the hardest schedules this year? Do I'm not mistaken? Yeah, I think they're up, I think they're up there. I think like number two or something. They should have a hard schedule because, I mean, you know, they're good. It's I think it's fun. them and the Steelers with, like, the hardest schedules. Yeah, I believe the Steelers. Yeah. <laughs> That's crazy. That is fucking crazy. And then on the running back, little note, check this little stat out. Since 03, 230 running backs have recorded 1,000-plus rushing yards and Five plus TDs in one season. Only Joseph Adai did it without starting. So that's pretty wild. My little without starting. Without starting, Joseph Adai hit a thousand plus rushing yards and five plus TDs in a season. 
without starting. That's pretty wild. Saw that. I was like, huh. And then on the Ravens, side note, check this out, Pop. What do you think when you hear the name? Jawan James. And go, beep, beep, beep. And then I think of me looking outside my window and seeing a big trash truck. <laughs> so y'all released that man, Jawan James, well, after he hurt himself. He said what? That at, how much seasons was he with y'all? Like three, four? Like three seasons and played like <laughs> I could count how many games he played for us on one hand. On one hand, he can count okay, how much games he fucking played with the Broncos. So why in the hell are jo why why are the Ravens picking up Jawan James as a new lineman, knowing that boy is out for the season already? <laughs> is that a smart move? Is the man what worth bands? No, he's not. <laughs> oh no, that boy should be making eighteen dollars an hour on the field. Oh, <laughs> he said that. Hell no, dude. I don't. Know. Yeah, that's a, that's a that makes I don't know. That makes no business sense to me, especially since he's out already again. <laughs> right. Like, you got I think they got him on. Free. I think they got him on like uh in the hundred thousands. I think that's what they picked him up for, or something like that. Yeah. So I guess he got to pay the medical expenses, right? Somehow. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I, just, I, I don't get it, but maybe Ravens know something that I don't. Uh, <laughs> that's what they're doing there. Oh, stat. I saw that little stat, and I was like, damn, Jawan Jay's a Raven now. I was like, didn't that boy only play like three games? <laughs> yeah, yeah. In three seasons? Shit. It made me mad, too, because he started talking about how the Broncos weren't going to pay this 10, 10 milli, and he started trying to fight it. I guess he's trying to fight it in forward. It's like, bro, get the fuck out of here. Oh, yeah, especially after Roger Goodell, like, right after that boy got hurt, came out and said, yeah, if you get hurt in your own house, your own shit, working out somewhere else besides the facility, uh, yeah, they don't got the right to pay you anymore. Yeah, good. Save us some salary cap. Dang. What What do you think's gonna What do you think would be the chillest job in the NFL? The chillest job. Mhm. Get paid the right money, and then you're just not even having to like. like I like to be that dude who just like gets to sit on the sidelines and just kind of like make sure everyone has towels, and then after the kickoff, you just. Turn out there and grab the grab the kicking tee and run back all fast. Every time, that'd be pretty wild. You get to do all that little stuff, and then you just like look around and you get the best seat in the game. What do you yeah, think? What do you think about this job right here? You get to go to eight Super Bowl runs. You spend forty five seasons with a squad. <laughs> Longest tenured trainer with one team, Steve Greek. How you say this? Antonopoulos. <laughs> Antonopoulos. How you say that? Think you know how to say it? I'm not sure. Antonopoulos. <laughs> Antonopoulos. I can't even say it, bro. I think you, I think you gotta go. Yeah. <laughs> that boy yeah, retired. Yeah, he said his wife deserves it. So that's what he's gonna do. 
Man got to see a lot of things, bro. Eight Super Bowl runs. A lot of yeah, a lot of players. A lot of there. legends. Yeah, a lot of legends he been God. coaching and training. That's crazy to me. That's very crazy. That would be a really cool job. Actually, a a trainer? trainer? Yeah, that's what I was saying. Mm-hmm. Pretty chill, right? Just know a lot yeah, of things about the human body. Know how to wrap shit. Be like, oh, Maybe you hurt your forearm. It. Yeah. Put some ice on it. I had, a, <laughs> had a trainer out there. Shit, you fucking tear your la- labrum in the shoulder. Motherfucker would be like, put some ice on it. You'd be all right. <laughs> you fucking have a fucking broken finger. Walk it off. You'd be okay. Put some ice on it. <laughs> think it'd be one of the chillest jobs ever, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Here's an ice pack. <laughs> Hell yeah. Fucking eye coming out of the fucking socket. Just walk it off. You'd be all right. Put some ice on it. <laughs> Or some dirt on it. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Oh, yeah. That boy, Steve, the Greek, out. You think you'll be yeah. a different team without that guy? No. <laughs> no. I was thinking about that the other day when I saw it. I was like, what if they just become... Like, a different team, bro. Like, what if, like, they just start, like, dropping, like, fucking flies. And, like, oh, this guy's out. He hurt his toe. Oh, this guy's out. He got to hurt forearm. <laughs> Where the fuck is our trainer? <laughs> <laughs> just comes running out the tunnel. He's back. That's John Cena's music. Shit. <laughs> uh, yeah. I don't know. I feel like it, you know, how much, yeah, I don't know. I don't know how much she brows up our team, you know. I don't think they're, like, in the locker room and looking around for him. And I mean, it, I mean, sometimes it's, it's a it's a possibility because I'm telling you, yeah. we, we had that trainer that'd be like, put some ice on it. And then you had the other trainer that had, like, the world's record fastest wrapping time. You fucking hurt your forearm or hurt your ankle, and that boy just comes out. <laughs> you're already wrapped, ready to go. I know because I experienced it. Try to catch, try to catch a ball, and then like I wasn't that great at catching, so like the ball hit me right on the top of my thumb and ended up pushing it down. By the time the game was gonna start, this whole hand part right here was fat, like super fat, and then he ended up wrapping my whole like. Like, looking like a boxer, like, kind of rap. And I played that game, and it was cool. Didn't really feel huh. it. So after I <laughs> took it off, then that shit was just hurting. It hurts more when uh, you take that But I was off. looking for that man. I was like, where's he at? Where's he at? I need this rap. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, yeah. damn, I wonder if there'll be a different team without Steve Greek. Antonopoulos. Damn, I can't even see it, bro. Crazy name. Yeah. I don't know. Hopefully not, man. Hopefully not. I got a. There's a few little moves this this past two weeks. Mm-hmm. Did you see? Yeah. So with the somebody I was looking at at DraftKings because I built a little DraftKings lineup. Somebody else not looking at was Najee Harris. Najee. Uh, Najee. Yeah, because they said he could be one of those running backs that gets the rock like thirty to forty times a game, and I was looking at. Some stuff, and you know the Steelers coaching staff actually had to like force him, like had to oh tell him, to oh. get off the field. I want to go home already, Najee. 
Yeah, you gotta go. You gotta leave, bro. Hell yeah. Damn. Trying to go see my family and eat some dinner, bro. What you still doing out here yeah. running the rock? That's, That's crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah I like that. Time. I like that kind of dedication. Hell yeah. He said he said in the NFL, you know, hella free time compared to in Alabama. <laughs> so I'm like, guys, man, this man used to work in those sixteen hour days and shit. I'm telling you, bro, shit. You gotta make your fucking money somehow since they ain't getting paid out there in college. You can imagine just working at the fucking library, like. <laughs> Pop open the little can of tea right there. Look around. <laughs> hey, y'all being too loud out there. Getting paid minimum wage, like $11 an hour and shit. Stay there for three hours. <laughs> have to go yeah, study right. and then after on top of that fucking sleep go fucking work out do all your classes I don't know compared to NFL yeah, where this is just your job I can imagine fucking having a trainer like hey can I go home now what <laughs> the fuck I don't need you dog go home and then you just see like three coaches behind them just fucking arms crossed yeah. dude you gotta get off the the fucking field, bro. Like for real, it's time. It's fucking nine thirty now. We've been out here since four. <laughs> God. Yeah, that's some good energy, though. I like it, bro. I enjoy that. I enjoy that dedication. Yeah, yeah, me too. Me too. Especially the dedication when a team has as a whole trying to recruit one man. Ooh. And they land that one, man. What if the team wasn't really the... What if it was all just A.J. Brown recruiting status? And this is what you're talking about. You see yeah, that little man. TikTok video? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he said, hey, look, we got the man. Tanner. Or, uh, gosh, damn. Yeah, Tanner. Tanner Hill? I taught him. There's yeah. my my math teacher back in the day in high school, right before he got drafted to the NFL, just chilling, and then she comes up with a Ryan Tannehill little jersey shirt, and I was like, "Damn, Morgan!" It was a, her her last name was Morgan, but like you know, in, in school you just call like people by their last name or uh, Miss. You know what I mean? Uh, so it's like, damn, yeah. Morgan, you you're you're an NFL fan. You like Ryan Tannehill? And then she hits me with, I taught him. And I was like, you taught Ryan Tannehill? Yeah, back in Big Springs, I used to be his math teacher. So I was like, yeah, <laughs> that's pretty cool. So they got Ryan Tannehill. They got that fucking beast of a player. Who I found out is my age. I think he's like 28, 29. Was it Derrick Henry? Yes, sir. We got A.J. Brown. Thank you. We talked about this on the phone the other day. But you can clarify. Who is their tight end? I just remember it was like a old Fisher. 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 Who? Something Fisher. Like F-I-S-C-H-E-R? Yeah. Something like that. Okay. And then, now, you got the number, I want to be like DJ Moore, number two, 
Julio Jones. <laughs> Did you see how he came up with that? That's the craziest two. shit to me is that's how I think. Like, like I'll be like, okay, my like my mom's born on the 13th and my dad's born on the 11th. That's 24. If I want to be half of that, divide that by two. That's 12. But, I, you know, like, I be thinking like that, bro. Like, and I was like, I'm not a quarterback, though. So, let's see. My mom and my dad, that's two people. I'm going <laughs> to be number two, bro. But then I'd start thinking, like, I think outside the box, so I'll be like, all right. So, it'll be me, my team, and then God watching me. That's three entities. <laughs> I'm gonna be three, bro. Yeah. Like, oh, it shit. makes it makes perfect sense. It makes no sense at all. <laughs> I'm telling you, bro. You just gotta think outside the box like that sometimes. So yeah, I saw one plus one equals two. That's two receivers. And then you got what is it? Number eleven times two. It's just Derrick Henry. Derrick Henry. <laughs> To represent, you gotta deal with all three of those. Oh, yeah. So it's Ryan Tannehill number, number 13? I mean, uh, number 11? Or no? Huh? Is Ryan Tannehill number 11? I don't know why. I always thought he was number 14. Yeah, it's Brown. Remember? Oh, Brown to but then three. He's, he's oh, three. Oh, yeah. AJ. Yeah. He's number 17. Mm-hmm. And they also got, I don't know if it's even honorable to mention, but I kind of like them. The Titans, so their starting lineup. At least the wide receivers can be Jones, Brown, and then Josh Reynolds from the Rams. Hmm. He's a good third option, but but yeah. So what does that mean for Julio Jones, and what does that mean for everyone else? Because what do you mean? What what does that mean for Julio? So like, is he gonna? He's gonna be. Watch receiver number one, right? Still, you would think. I would say so, yeah. Still. Yeah, so now does that mean we should watch out for DraftKings for Mr. Brown to break out as Julio was getting double covered? Well, they're both pretty, Well, I was going to – you put a little post on the other day. Depending on who they're playing was basically the biggest, like, uh, thing to think about because what is it? That cornerback from the Packers – Against A.J. Brown, I think I saw a post like this, only held them to two receptions, 10 yards. And you said A.J.'s going to have a bigger season than Julio. So I'm like, this guy only had 10 yards in one game against That's the Packers. That's a really good quarterback. Right? He's all right. He's like, I want to say no, he's that, No, that, that post is about that, uh, I forgot his name, the quarterback that the Packers have. Oh, he's, yeah. He's a beast. He's like the best. Yeah, but at that time, Brown was number one wide receiver, and he was getting covered by the number one cornerback. But now that number one cornerback is going to be on Julio at all times. Uh-huh. And so Brown, I'm thinking if Julio's double or even triple coverage, Julio's going to be one-on-one with someone. And, you know, he's going to win a lot of those, I feel like. Ooh. And if both of them are double, double covered, fucking Derrick Henry's going to take it to the house. Mm-hmm. Like I said, if that happens on the last podcast that we ended up doing, I said if this happens and he goes to the Titans, that play action is going to be deadly, bro. 
Mm-hmm. Just see, like, you're going to see Julio barely take, like, five steps. And then he's already like, hit me! Hit me! And then he just chunks it, catches that shit out of it, and to the house. Then you got to oh, worry so. about Derrick Henry about to get the ball. At what time? When's he going to do it? Is it right here? Are they going to give him the ball? Oh, yeah, they gave him the Oh, shit, it's another play action! Hit me! <laughs> AJ Brown, 50-yard touchdown. What kind of shit is that, man? That's a nice little fucking team right there, bro. They gave Julio and a sixth-round pick in Atlanta Ooh. against a 2022 second-round pick and a 2023 fourth-round pick. I saw what that. What kind of steal was that? It's like they saw Julio Jones at a yard sale. And they're like, the hey, the you trying to win? Come with yep. us. Okay. <laughs> that's basically it. Yeah, <laughs> that's crazy. I, I, I really I really would enjoy him being on the Bills more, but this is a good pickup for the Titans. Can't argue with that. Yeah, I think so too. Because the thing that the Titans have with the Bills, though, is a sick running game. Mm. So Well, now they got uh, the old uh, 49ers running back. Uh, uh, blah, 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 blah. Nah, he's on the he's he's been off of that team for a minute. Uh, uh shit, Breda. Breda. Oh, Matthew Breda. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's all right. He he's a pretty he he's a pretty decent runner. So I can see him on a new a new team where they're lacking in the run game, kind of or. Basically, they're like lacking. On He's on the Bills now. Yep. Okay. Yeah, they might bring a little pep in the stunt. Yeah. So along with that, like, Brown might be a new sleeper for some DraftKings. Uh-huh. But now, uh, how about this? What does that mean for Ridley and Mr. Kyle Pitts in Atlanta? Just, just how I was saying a while back, shit. That new tight end's gonna be number one wide receiver. <laughs> Yeah, I'm gonna have to, I'm, I'm have to pick him. I'm gonna have to pick him out on some. This is gonna be that one game. It's gonna have like 30 points. Cause I hear high praises on Ridley, like high yeah, praises on that man. What about this sleeper? Well, not even sleepers, cause you can't even know what the hell the quarterback situation is gonna be. But Lazard, a healthy Lazard, be pretty good, right? But now you got what Jordan Love ready to. Take on the whole starting row. I'm ready. He doesn't look ready to me. That's just my opinion. But like, he just he just doesn't look ready. He doesn't look like that veteran status quarterback like Aaron Rodgers. Oh well, yeah, that's I mean that's it's kind of unfair to compare him against. He just looks like what's his name? He looks like a what the fuck was that guy's name? I forgot who I was trying to compare him to. There's a why RG3? No. Robert Griffin? He kind of, yeah. Kind of reminds me of him. Like, he's like, he's like, all right. But he's just, someone you'd want on your team on, like, flag football game. Not <laughs> Damn, that's a nice, bold statement. Man. Yeah, yeah, I can see that. I can like, see that. Seven on seven. Yeah. Oh, he's yeah. good on seven on seven, but once it comes to 11 on 11, uh, kind of falls yeah, well, off a little bit. Or like Jordan Love, for example, like if I had a bunch of trash cans placed around the field, I just had like 50 balls, and I was just like, man, 
Jordan Love, these footballs are trash. Can you throw these away from me? Then I'll do something like that. Damn. Since he doesn't have any wide receivers to throw to. <laughs> and then he makes 13 <laughs> out of those 50. <laughs> like, I tried, Coach. Tried my best. That's why I like you, Jordan. You always try your best. <laughs> One of these days you'll be ready for that starting row. But this season... We're still trying to get Aaron Rodgers over here, so let's not even do this season. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they want him bad. So, so check this out, man. I kind of built a way too early DraftKings mm. pick for week one. So this is how I'm gonna this is how I'm gonna go. Uh, and this is without looking at their salary cap, obviously. So this might not work at all in general. I was kind of <laughs> thinking about. Matthew Stafford as the QB. And this is for week one? Yeah. Okay, I'm going to write this down. Okay. <laughs> uh, running back, Raheem Monster, the 49ers. Okay. Yes. So, yeah, so 49ers, they'll be facing the Lions defense. Um, another running back versus Atlanta, Miles Sanders. Oh, is that the Eagles? Yeah. Okay. And then this one, I kind of couldn't decide. So my first wide receiver, I'd pick uh, the new wide receiver on the Eagles, Mr. Smith. What was that him, Smith? And or Waddle on the Dolphins versus the Pats. But I don't know if I want to go with versus the Pats, the Eagles. Yeah, I heard they're going to be pretty good this year. Mm-hmm. And then my second wide receiver, I picked Robbie Anderson. Ooh, against the Jets. Yes, sir. That's a good one. I figured Robbie and uh, Donald just get together Reunion. and talk about Yeah, they just talk about, yeah, so they're still doing this and you're over there, right? Yeah, their defense too predictable. Just start bombing it. And uh, uh, my last wide receiver, I couldn't pick between Brown from the Titans or Adam Athens from the Vikings. I couldn't decide. But my tight end, same thing. It just depends on the salary cap. Noah Fant or Kyle Pitts. Then for defense, I'd pick my Broncos versus the Giants or the Rams. Defense instead of the number one defense last season versus Chicago Bears. Ooh. Okay. And then my flex, McCaffrey. If I can afford it. That man CMC. That's the truth. And that's my week one way too early one. Am I tripping and you don't have to... Uh, get a kicker or my tripping? Yeah, you're tripping. Because uh, on DraftKings, the defense, it's like defense slash like special teams type shit. Oh, that's the Oh, okay. But then it goes flex and then defense, right? Or my tripping? It goes QB, two running backs, three wide receivers, a tight end, a flex, and then the defense. Okay. Ah, that's pretty nice, bro. I wrote that down. I'm going to have to keep this paper. So you couldn't make up your mind between Smith or Waddle? 
because I was thinking about because I was like I kind of like no yeah, no Jamar who, Chase. See who are they facing? Jamar Chase. They're facing the Vikings. Uh, yeah, I was kind of thinking about that, but then I thought about Mr. Peterson is going to be on him more than likely. Uh-huh. So I don't know if his veteran presence is going to affect that rookie. You know, even though he's good, I don't know. Peterson might mm-hmm. throw some shit at him he's never seen before. Uh-huh. So then I was thinking, well, Otto, because he's in the slot, and Tua, and him, they kind of have chemistry. But then I was thinking, that's all Bill Belichick's defense does, whether he has good defensive players or not. He just takes out their best weapon, and Waddle's obviously, well, Parker's really good too, but I feel like they're going to want, they're going to play zone, I feel like, a lot. Uh, and take out that slot, so. Yeah, I kind of had some, I'm going to play around with it. Depends on what these players' costs are. But week one on DraftKings is always kind of fun, because you never know who's going to be expensive. Can't wait. Can't wait for DraftKings. Have our little segment on the pod. Help us help you. <laughs> or let us some... help you, basically. <laughs> really or let Jay like... Bands, Professor Bands out there help you, because that boy puts in extra thought into these things. You out there winning them hundreds. It's crazy. It's crazy. Hopefully this year it's going to be a couple thousands. Hey, hundreds of thousands. That's what he meant to say. You put it out there in the universe. Y'all it's heard it there. here first. It's out there in the ether. <laughs> Other than that, bro, I don't really have any news on us. I have uh, I have one more that's not um, Broncos related. Dak Prescott dropped his Adidas deal. Ooh, I was thinking and, of that. I was just tripping because he's the only only quarterback, uh, only NFL guy sponsored by Jordans. I was so. thinking about that. I was like, what are the odds we make? The Man with Bands podcast. What are the odds that we say is Dak worth bands? What are the odds that we make a podcast episode after that one called He's Worth Bands? <laughs> and then that man made, what is it, like highest? No, no, because that's. Well, Patrick Mahomes, the like, highest quarterback. Yeah, he's the highest paid athlete on the Jordan's roster. What are the odds that he goes to Jordan? I'm like, it's because of us. We did this. We put this out in the universe. We made you, Dad. <laughs> Don't forget that. is our damn sponsor. Where the hell you at? Liquid Death. Sponsored by Dak Prescott. Yeah. <laughs> You're sponsored by. And then all we do is that little fucking uh, little hip uh, <laughs> exercises. That's all we gotta do is do videos of that shit. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Got no stretches in. I love it. <laughs> That's a good one. That's a good one. But yeah, I saw that. And I was like Dak, and supposedly Zeke. Is in the best shape of his life or something like that? Yeah, I don't know about that. Doesn't mean anything. Oh, speaking, speaking on the Cowboys, man, I work with one of the coolest drivers ever at my job. Find out that guy is not just cool, but he's brave. Talking about 
am I going to a Cowboys? Am I ready for the Cowboys game this year? And I, it was kind of hard, like, hearing in the truck, you know, you hear the music, you hear the outside little, like, hauling ass in a fucking semi. You're just like, huh? What'd you say? Am I ready for a Cowboys game? Yeah. Say you're a Cowboys fan, right? And I was like, huh. I mean, I'm thinking about going to the Cowboys versus Panthers game because I'm a Carolina Panther fan. Oh, that's right. That's right. You're a Panther fan, huh? Yeah, that's an easy fifty dollars. Yeah. Like, what are you talking about, man? He's like, yes, shit. I'll take that bet any day. You know what I mean? Are you are you trying to bet me right now, fifty dollars? <laughs> He's like, yeah, of course. Are you not about it? I was like, bro, if you're willing to just give out free money like that, why stop at fifty? Why not go more? I mean, I'll, I'll gladly take some free money. And then we ended up betting 50 bucks, Carolina versus Dallas. Said said that his team is better than my team. So I was like, bro, you're telling me our new quarterback, Sam Darnold, with reuni- reunion with Robbie Anderson, DJ Moore, we just got this guy named Terrace Marshall Jr. Shai Smith. We got Micah Simone. We got CMC. And then that man said, man, I'm going to be honest with you right now. I don't know who the fuck you just named on the wide receiver game. But the only the only guy y'all got on y'all's team is McCaffrey. That's it. Y'all just got McCaffrey. And I was like, Oh. All right, I, I see the disrespect right now, but all right, it looks like it looks like you're gonna learn some shit come week four. He's like, man, I don't know any of your wide receivers, but I know you know Cooper. I know you know what is it? Damn, CD Lamb. CD Lamb. I know you know Michael Gallup, Zeke, and and we got Dak. And I'll say, yeah, you got me there. Dak's pretty pretty good. I mean, he's decent. I wouldn't say he's that great. <laughs> I don't know that I don't know that a man could throw a little fifty bomber. But uh alright, I'll gladly take this bet. We ended up shaking hands. And I was like, man, you're a brave guy. You are a brave guy, man. So what are you talking about? Just giving out free money like that. Top of that, you you're gonna just disrespect my team. Say you don't know Robbie. You telling me right now you don't know DJ Moore? I was like, oh my gosh, you're in for a rude awakening come week four, bro. And I can't wait to get the fifty dollars. So that is in Dallas. That is in Dallas. So that had me thinking, like, oh, what if I don't go to the to the Carolina game in Carolina, but I end up just going to the Dallas to see this game live because it has an extra an extra feel to it. You know, I got a bet against. A cowboy fan. When is it? What's the date? Oh wait. Uh, I want to say it's like October something. If I'm not mistaken, like October seventeenth. Let me see. Got a picture of it. But yeah, that's that, one of the bravest men I know out there. Ain't no other guys out there saying. I bet you. October third. Sorry. Hmm. 
Well, let me know, man, if the price is right. Yeah. I just never been to a game, so I don't really know, like, general admission, if that's worth it. Uh, or, like, nosebleeds be way worth, way more worth it. Yeah, I would get nosebleeds just because you could, it's a nice set of field, and you can still see the whole field pretty good, depending on, like, what, like, in the middle of the field or whatever. And if you're one of those people, some people just sit there and just watch the Jumbotron all the time and just are there for the energy of the game plus the giant TV. So yeah, you don't miss anything? Oh, okay, so I was going to say, you're looking at $100. Something like that. Yeah. Like 112 I think. And then, like, the general admission ones are, like, uh, I want to say they were, like, 30 bucks. That's why I was like, huh, I wonder if that'd be worth it. General admission, I don't know if you're just going to be standing in lobbies or is there a certain spot for them? I'm not, I'm not sure. never been to a game in my life, so I was like, that's pretty interesting. Yeah, we're going to look into that, man. We're going to rock the... Ha <laughs> the caps, the man with bands podcast caps. And if I do end up going, I'm not a Cowboys or Panthers fan per se. So usually when I go to a game that's not with the Broncos, I'll still be rocking the Broncos. But in this case, I might just have to get a man with bands t-shirt. Oh, so I thought you were going to say you're going to go in there with the man with bands hat and just have a suit on. I was like, damn, this guy, <laughs> this guy's a man. I can see it. I can fucking see crazy. it. That's crazy. Oh, shit. Oh, yeah. So, that'd be nice, man. Yeah, hopefully win that 50 bucks. Um, I got some real quick Bronco news before we get into the fighting news. Mm-hmm. People wonder, is at this point, you know, TAs and all that, is Drew Lofty in? Or is it Teddy Bridgewater? And from the reports I've been watching, which I've been watching kind of part of it, Teddy Bridgewater is leading the pack barely, but he's been getting wide receiver one reps, so he gets he gets all the wide receiver ones, and they're facing the secondary defense, to where Drew Locke is getting wide receivers twos and threes and getting defense number one. Ooh, so it sounds like Drew is the one that should be leading the pack, or in my eyes, because he's going against defense number one. So, yeah, it's kind of like they kind of want to see what Drew has, like see if he could work with not so not the better wide receivers versus the best defense. secondary they got. Yeah. And then they're trying to get some chemistry going with Bridgewater and wide receiver number one. So it's kind of like a perfect scenario. But yeah, so they're just saying like Drew Locke just still making this little mistakes, but then Bridgewater's making these easy passes. And it's so predictable. It's like he throws it the way he throws it. It's like you can tell exactly where it's going, but the timing of it is just too late. By the time it gets there, it's just like you can see everything unfolding. It's just it's just the timing of it. Oh. It's, just, it's a short, simple passes. So it's like an even matchup, really. That's what it sounds like to me. Ooh, yeah, they're just giving, they're just giving that teddy, the teddy bear love. You know what? Get used to these. Maybe you you'll get the starting role, but just for right now, just get comfortable with your your main star wide receivers and tight ends and shit like that. Oh uh, yeah, just have just see little short clips of Jerry Judy putting the second string defenders in a blender, 
Just making the crazy separation. Sleeper. Sleeper flex yeah. pick. He's going to be good. Ooh. Speaking of QB, I got a little thing here. So, you know, Kareem Jackson is buddies with uh, Deshaun Watson. You know, they played together in Houston. Uh-huh. And they're, they're interviewing Kareem Jackson on a, a Talib, Talib Talib's, I don't know if you pronounce his name, his podcast. Akeem Talib. Yeah, he's I son. He's on his podcast. And he's like, like, yeah, man, I have a really great relationship with Watson. And this is actually, I was on the phone with him, and he's all, he's all telling me this. This is exactly word for word, apparently, what Watson said. He's like, he's all telling me this. Look, Jack, just tell him that's where I want to be. He's he's like, that's where I want to be. He's like, I want to be in Denver. Mm. He's like, he's like, yeah, supposedly Watson's saying it. Straight out of his mouth, I want to be a Denver Bronco. Do y'all think y'all would give up Teddy Andrew just for Deshaun? I feel like the package would more look like maybe one or two draft picks with Drew Locke and then Tim Patrick, uh, like a good wide receiver, and then maybe like a defensive player. That's what I feel like it'd be. Damn, would you take that? Take Tim Patrick leaving? Andrew Locke yeah. leaving? You take Teddy Bear over Drew and Deshaun Watson starting, or you think Teddy Bear is gonna be gone? Yeah, I just don't. I just don't think Texans would want Bridgewater since he's older. They want like a young. They'd rather have a young star with potential to grow compared to somebody who's kind of a star and just kind of fading out. It just make more sense for them to want Drew Locke and then a good wide receiver. What if you have to give up Drew Locke, a wide receiver and a star? Defensive player, depending mm. on what position that is. Like, whether they want oh. a nice safety. <clears throat> hey, would you take like, that? Would you like, like that? Like Kareem Jackson? Like Kareem Jackson? <laughs> what? what if they don't get to be reunited in the same team? What if one has to go to Houston, the other one has to come to Denver? It would suck, but I would take that. Ooh. I, if it was Justin Simmons, and I wouldn't. Mm. But that's I mean, he's nice. good. Man. He's really good. Uh, yeah. Besides that, um, the only other Bronco news I have is Peyton Manning was inducted into the Broncos' Ring of Fame. I saw that. With a total of with his career in Denver, because mm-hmm. he all made a speech and he said he lives there now and it's a great community. What in Denver? So I was like, fuck yeah. The only thing that yeah, I saw so, about Denver was the whole. Uh, that I didn't like was the whole, uh, but I mean you see this anywhere, and that was the the homeless. They had a lot of homeless people. Yeah, like, you wow. do see that all all big cities. Yeah, so he ended Denver. His current Denver, he ended up with forty five wins and twelve losses, one hundred and forty TDs and fifty three interceptions. In a Super Bowl, went to two Super Bowls and won one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, not too shabby. That's cool. That's cool. Yeah, I saw that. I was like, damn. This guy yeah. already a Hall of Famer. Now he's a Denver Hall of Famer. Cool. Yes, sir. The only thing yes. I have on the Carolina was Sam Darnold has the arm. Now he's working on the feet. I was like, ooh. <laughs> ooh. Like running? I guess, the foot, I guess the footwork, really. Oh. 
But he has the arm. Yeah. He has the weapons. He has the line now. I'm not sure how good the line's going to be, honestly, but we got a lot of new additions on that line. I wouldn't... Shit, I'd say it would be better than it has been in the past couple of years. But I can't wait. I can't wait to see. I usually just skip on these little OTAs, read headlines from here and there, and wait on that first preseason game. Which I was on the website for the Carolina Panthers and uh, how we're supposed to have three, but I don't know. They don't have the Colts on there. They just have the Ravens and the Steelers. They have That's the right. dates for them, too. Then they have the dates for the, for the season. But I don't know. What I've been looking at lately is that the Colts is to be determined. So I don't huh. know. I was tripping on that. I was like, huh. What's going on with that? I don't know, man. I don't know. But did you watch the UFC fights last night, Pop? Yes, sir, I did. I was upset that I wasn't there, man. It looked like the event to be at, especially after hearing Dana White. Y'all were here with us for Jacksonville. Y'all were here with us for Houston. And I got to say, this one tops all of those. And I was like, (laughs) I knew it. I knew this was the fucking one to be at. (laughs) On top of that, it broke a record. The, the old record was three hours, seven minutes, and 27 seconds of octagon time throughout the, like every fight, you know, adding up. This mm-hmm. one was three hours, 19 minutes, and 32 seconds. Ooh. So 12 minutes and a few seconds more. But it was cool, man. Started with the early prelims. I ain't going to say every early prelim. I'm just going to say these major ones. Like Terrence McKinney, seven-second knockout versus Matt Frivola. That was cool to watch. It just came out. Little Biden, little Biden, and then boom! Knocked that boy out. Then he celebrated by jumping off the cage. And on top of that, the winner off a seven-second knockout Fucks up his knee after celebrating. Imagine that. How would you feel? You just got a seven-second knockout, and next thing you know, you're over there doing a backflip off the fucking cage. And I you, always think that. And you blow up like, me. Yeah, I always think that. I'm like, dude, these guys are very confident in learning skills. I would just, dude. like, celebrate on the fuck out, jump onto the cage, and be like, yeah! Yeah! I fucking killed that motherfucker, I told you! <laughs> just be all violent. <laughs> Then you had Yeah, they asked him and he said, Yeah, I'm gonna learn I'm gonna learn some new celebrations. (laughs) I think I just tweaked my knee, honestly. I don't think I did anything major. But that boy couldn't really even stand on it. He was hopping on one leg, so I'm like, bro, you tore some shit. He had to. Then it went to the prelims, fight of the night. My boy Drew Dober versus Brad Riddell. And this is the first time I've ever seen Drew Dober pissed off. If you go to his Instagram, if you like watch his interviews, if you just look at this guy, always smiling. Just always smiling. And then they went to three rounds. Brad Riddell won by unanimous decision. No, wait. 
it was split decision actually and uh they got fight of the night so they got a 50k bonus hey but you gotta see drew dober just pissed off that he lost i mean he was getting pieced up all fucking night he threw some nice pieces but throw one and receive three the two that threw three is gonna end up winning i'm sorry to tell you which comes to the next fight on the actual card where Jay Ben started watching. What you think about the Paul Craig versus Jamal Hill fight? I liked it, but dude, that was Paul Craig's pretty swift with his little, with his like loose and loose man. And then I don't know, but Hill, I gotta give him props for not. I couldn't tell. Was was he trying to tap out? It looked like he was tapping out. Honestly, yeah. like I looked and it looked like he was like tapping out yeah. onto the ground. I was like, bro, that boy's, I was like, that boy is tapping out right now. And then uh, Paul Craig even looked at the ref like, hey, bro, like you gonna stop this soon? The shit's dangling all over me. I can feel it dangling on me. How's <laughs> how's this make you feel, bro? What's this put on your brain right here? Jamal Hill. Did not break his arm. It was not broken. It was just severely dislocated. Hyperextended. Oh, okay. Yeah, well, I mean, I guess that's realistic. But I thought if you were going to say it's like a sprain or some shit, I would have been tripped out. But yeah, that thing was dangling. That was yeah, no way. right? It was messy to watch. It was messy to watch. I thought it was broken. Uh, like, I had to look at it because I was like, was, what the fuck? Did he just finish him with like a submission TKO hybrid or what yeah, the fuck was right? that? And it was like, no, it was just a TKO status. But I was like, damn, that's that boy's gonna be hurting tomorrow. Dislocated arm, popped it back into place, and got the full range of motion. Oh wow, good for him. Cause that thing looked fucked. Paul, uh, Paul was fifteen four and one, and Hill was eight and one. And then Jamal Hill was eight and zero in the UFC. He was on an eight fight win streak. Oh wow! Who did you see winning that one? Uh, at first I thought Jamal Hill was gonna win just because uh, I've watched him fight a lot and uh, like some fans even called him the little John Jones. Mm. And uh, he's good, bro. Like I've seen like maybe three of his fights. I never seen Paul Craig really, but I heard. The boy was just a beast. And just the whole, like, face-off and all this bullshit, like, it looked intense. And Jamal Hill was talking shit. Paul Craig came out. I think he's from Scotland. And uh, he came out with, like, that half-fucking-blue face. You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> That's that one yeah, movie. Yeah. I've never seen the movie, but... Like, Grey Park? Yeah, exactly. He came out like that, and they're just talking shit. It looked like Jamal Hill was going to piece him up, and... They're praising his, like, he's a nice striker, but he's also good uh, on the ground. And next thing you know, fucking dislocated arm just dangling everywhere. And I was like, ugh. What you think about this fight right here? Have you watched it? Bilal Muhammad versus my boy. versus Damian Maya. <laughs> Damian Maya, what are you doing? You one-legged snatching looking move. All right. Because <laughs> he just kept going for that one-legged takedown. And I was like, bro. And I was also thinking about it. I was like, because, you know, we talked about it whenever Muhammad fought Leon Edwards. We're like, Muhammad's not really a finisher. He just goes to a lot of decisions. 
Mm-hmm. And I was all trying to think about it. I was like, I wonder, like, if this guy ever works on his striking power. Because he's, you know, if that's not your specialty, it's not your specialty. But, like, it seems yeah. like his punches don't really register that, you know what I mean? It's not, it doesn't have that extra <clears throat> into it. Yeah, it's just yeah. like, it's yeah. just like a chest. It's volume, volume strikers is what it's called. But, yeah. uh, yeah, bro, I guess Damian Meyer really got, like, in his head, or into his own head. Because uh, if he had won this fight, he would have been tied with uh, Donald Cerrone for the most wins in UFC history. Oh, wow. So, uh, yeah, guess, he got pressure on himself. Yeah, I guess that was basically it. Like, I'm going to try to tap this guy out. I, I need to tap. Because he's a, he's a big uh, submission artist. And, uh, yeah, I was like, oh, I'm pretty sure he's just trying to, trying to get that win as fast as he can. But I hear Bilal Muhammad... Throughout that fight, uh, trains his balance, bro. I heard he can uh, stand on one leg basically for a long, long, long time. You showed. Yeah, yeah, I saw that shit. No, I'm, I'm, I was happy for Muhammad because maybe I was just because I'm slightly more emotionally invested in him after that bet I did on Leon Edwards and you guys eye poked. But she's probably going to lose that regardless, but I was like, oh, man. So this is his, this is his uh, comeback fight, right? This is his first fight since then. Yeah, since the eye poke. Yeah, and he got the W, so he's nine, 19 and three. Damien ate 28 and 11. So I was like, okay. And that boy ain't looking like he's going to get re-signed by the UFC anytime soon. <laughs> oh, for real? Damien Maya. He's, he's been, uh, that boy what, was born in the 70s, bro. And he's still out there competing at like... Shit, what shit? Seventies to two thousand twenty one is what? Like forty? Is it? No. Yeah, depending on like forty three or some shit. Yeah. So I was like, damn, that's pretty wild. Had a chance to make history and blew it. Oh, speaking of, that's a nice, nice little way to go on to the next fight. Leon versus Nate. Bruh. Leon was snapping Nate's legs. That's all I really saw. Snapping, yeah. snapping, snapping. Both piecing each other up. More leg kicks on Leon's side to Nate. Until that last minute of the last round came. And Nate rocked that man with a punch. Was like, last you went a little... Too late. I was like, dude, one minute left. He can do this. Boom. Rocked. Boom. Rocked. I was like, oh, shit. Time's ticking. Can he do it? And then he just didn't do it. I was like, damn, that's unanimous decision. That's that's sad to see. I wanted Nate to win. I don't like Leon Edwards, but man, he's pretty smooth out there for not fighting his first two fights back. He looks pretty smooth for not fighting for a minute. It tripped me out because somebody called him the. I'm not sure if you watch basketball, but they called him the Kawhi Leonard of MMA, just because he's so smooth and so like, like baseless expression. You know what I mean? Like emotionless. Like he just looks like he's in the zone. And An AI. Until he got rocked, but he said that. I let my guard down. There's a minute left. I knew I won the whole fight, so I let my guard down for a little bit and got rocked. It's like it happened. So I was like, oh, shit. 
came they, up with the dub. Nate said, if that was a real fight in a real place, that shit's a wrap. The boy would have killed that man in a fucking street fight easily. But they have limits in UFC, so he couldn't go past the fucking five rounds. Five, what was that, 25 minutes? So that sucked on Nate's end. He said, I'm still the better fighter. I feel like I am. And it showed at the end. I was like, yeah. yeah. Here's that crazy cardio of endurance like a month ago. Nate Diaz. You think Leon deserves a title fight after that match? I say no. I don't like it. If you're gonna get, if you're gonna let your guard down at the last minute, get pieced up, almost get knocked out, and then going against the champ Kamaru Usman, who yeah. has been getting that boy knocked out, fucking Jorge Masvidal. This guy, he was yeah, dude, Usman. I don't know. That's supposedly really Usman. Fun. Versus Kobe is next, for sure. Yeah, I'd rather see that than uh, Usman versus Edwards. But the only reason why I would like to see Leon Edwards versus uh, Usman is just so it's not crying for one. Right. To, just to see him get pieced up. Exactly. And I, was, I was like, man, this guy does not deserve it. He's like, I, I'm on a, what is it, like a 10-fight win streak now? Nine-fight win streak. Who the fuck is doing that, bro? When fucking... El Kukui <laughs> was fucking piecing people up. I think he went on like a 12-fight win streak, if I'm not mistaken. Never got a shot at the title. So, it happens, bro. And then how you're talking about Bilal Muhammad looking like he doesn't have that uh into his punches. Izzy versus Vittori, two. For being big as Vittori is, that boy doesn't look like he has any uh into his punches, bro. That was weird. For that boy being, yeah, that boy's like look yoked, bro, like big. But his hits just weren't even like phasing Izzy. So I was like, dude, how like when's he gonna get rocked? Is he gonna get rocked? Never got rocked. And he just fucking beat the shit out of Vittori, bro. A lot of leg kicks, a lot of punches, a lot of mixing it up. Lonely, huh? Yeah. If, if I got taken down, <laughs> barely even got time on the fucking ground, and then he fucking ended up switching it up, up real quick. Next thing you know, he's like fucking half guard on top of Vittori after getting taken down. So I was like, bro, is he is fucking this guy up. And on top of that, Vittori still think he won the fight. I was like, golly, that's some, that's drinking your own Kool-Aid. Or yeah. some shit. Yeah, dude. 21-1, 17-5-1. Yeah, dude. I, yeah, is he... Is there really anybody else for Izzy to, to contend with Izzy's status right now? Or what? Yeah. Robert Whitaker, he's pretty good. And he's been on a win streak lately. If... Darren Till ever wins because that boy either loses or he fucking loses in the damn uh, sparring sessions and ends up fucking himself up and out for another fucking three months. If he ever gets a win, that would be one of the interesting matchups ever. But other than that, mm, them two, probably some other uh, middleweights. 
But for right now, it looks like Izzy's just how he says, I'm the motherfucking champ. So I like yeah, that. Yeah. I was like, that's dope. I like, I like the respect. I like the, the fucking confidence in that, man. Dude, that boy's been buying some crazy stuff. His money. His, his newfound money. Oh, nice yeah. house. Superstar. Yeah, he's like a supermodel girlfriend or something. Like, nice house. He's looking like a rock star. Shit, I would too if I was making his money. Fuck. UFC, great already. Barely been in this shit for three years. Already on the cover of UFC, a video game, him and Jorge. Already went up to light heavyweight, just tested out. Went all fucking rounds with, with Jean, Jan Blakowicz. Talk shit to John Jones. Speaking of John Jones, that boy was talking shit too. Fucking, they had him like up top with all the titles that he's had. I think he had like yeah. 14. And then it had uh, Izzy on the bottom, very bottom, with like five. And then he said, Ah, I got to get back to it. Looks like they're catching up. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, Yeah, I'm talking that shit still. Look at John. Keep it up. You kind of skimmed over. Did you? Did we, we didn't talk about Brandon Murray. Right? Oh, it's because I wrote him oh, up here. My bad. I didn't put him down here. Very good. What did you think about that one? Shit, I got teary-eyed, bro. With, with, with that fight? Hell yeah, bro. Fine. Brandon fucking Moreno, the baby face assassin, first Mexican champ ever. Really? In UFC history. This is the first yeah. guy, Mexican-born, first champ ever. From Tijuana, Mexico. So that first fight that they had was insane. Ended up being a draw. The second fight last night, bro, Brandon Moreno was piecing this guy up. And then uh, Figueredo's uh, nickname is in Brazil, but it means the god of war. So this guy comes in with some violent-ass intentions. And to get pieced up like he did the first, second round, I was like, bro, is this guy going to turn it up like three, four, and five? Or what's happening? Next thing you know, fucking baby face assassin out there doing his jujitsu work, gets him in a rear naked choke, and chokes that man out. And then just seeing that boy fucking crying and shit after, got the belt, saw his wife, saw his baby in the ring with him. I was like, bro. Drop that full that straight arm jab, buckled that full. I was like, damn. And then he kind of turned it around with some nasty, like, over, over the top ground and pound. Uh, mm-hmm. So then I was kind of like, damn. What's, I don't know. There's some little moments in there. I was like, for each of them, I was like, oh, shit. That can drop somebody. You're telling but, me, bro. They're fucking, and they're 125 pounders, bro. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. I was like, dude, these boys been moving fast. It's like me fighting up. Yeah, that's what I was like. I was like, dude, this is amazing. And then just seeing the celebrations and the speech he had and all that shit, I was just getting teary-eyed. I was like, damn, this is this is a big a big moment for my mom's people right here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's really cool, man. I was like, that's um, cool. I guess just kind of wrap it up, too. I guess if we probably... 
I just want to see your opinions on it. What's up with, uh, since we missed it last week, what's your thoughts on the Mayweather-Paul fight? You really uh, watched it or kind of like whatever? Yeah, I watched all of it, actually. Um, to me, it was just a win for both sides. How they came up with uh, no judges were going to, like, it was an exhibition match, so it was like, it was basically like a big sparring session, bro. Like, honestly. Like, that's yeah. all I really saw it as. Like, what, oh, they had to wear 12-ounce gloves. If you're a professional, you get to wear 8 to 10 ounces. So that's already an extra 2 ounces. So it's like already like, I mean, this is a pro fight, but it's really a sparring match, bro. Like, it was a win for both sides, you know. Fucking Floyd go, goes out there, makes some money. Logan, for his confidence, goes out there against the best boxer and just hugs him all fucking round, every round. Yeah, I saw the thing. How many? That was like Logan Paul's, like, what, third professional fight, right? That was his third fight, but second professional. Yeah, I seen this thing. It said said Logan Paul 0 0 3. Mayweather, 50, you know. <laughs> it's just like, like a different you know like, It was a win for both of them, especially, uh, it was a bigger win for Jake. So Jake, Jake Paul, yeah, Jake Paul went out there, stole Floyd's hat, hyped up the whole fucking, hyped up the fight, made merch out of Gotcha Hat. Then he was it. just watching his brother fight the best boxer in the world. He's just being a cheerleader on the sideline. Oh, you're beating him. You're beating him. It's like, bro, but is he really? Like, <laughs> yeah, 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 no, he's talking about drinking your own Kool-Aid. Dude, dude, big time. And then on top of that, like, dude, Floyd only threw 14 jabs, landed half of them. Logan threw like 12, or he landed like 12 jabs, but threw like, a hundred and something. So he's just, I don't know, it was just, it was an interesting fight. Especially seeing uh, Ocho Cinco being the opener. <laughs> I was like, what the fuck? He got dropped. <laughs> Fourth round, got dropped, and he was just got up real quick, just pissed off, like, hey, good, good shit. And then the other dude wasn't even acknowledged, you know? So he's just like, hey, hey, just still like me mugging him, like, motherfucker. That's some good shit. <laughs> so I was just laughing at that. I was like, this is weird. Talking about weird in boxing. Did you ever listen to I Want Candy? Dun, 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 oh, yeah. Did <laughs> like, you see that? Lamar Odom, ex basketball player for the Lakers, versus Aaron Carter. Man. Dude, it was like 239 pounds versus like 100 and. 75 or something like that. Weird. Bro, that shit was weird. Knocked the fucking shit out of that boy. I was like, what the fuck is happening now? Celebrity yeah. boxing. Logan yeah. versus Floyd. Last night, I used to watch uh, Ace Family hella hard. And it was Austin McBroom versus Bryce Hall. Some TikToker dude. Knocked his ass out too. But it was like one of them like... Like how Ben got dropped, and then they just ended up calling the fight off. It was like uh, that. It was in like yeah. a straight up knockout, like how he, how Jake knocked out Nate Robinson. It was more of like a Ben Askren gets up. I'm good. I'm good. No, oh, it's off. It's off. What? What do you mean? 
That was basically what happened with that shit. But if you really want to see some hard hitters, next week, Dan 50K Ige versus the Korean Zombie. Mm-hmm. That's going to be a real good one. And that'll be on Fight Night, so you can watch it for free if you are subscribed to ESPN+. Plus. Let's go, Zombie! I oh, know, man. I like EA 50K. It's the reason they call him 50K. He knocks people out for that 50K. It's the fight of the night type of shit. Oh, hell yeah. I love that shit. And then next month, it's still a long time. Fucking Connor versus Dustin 2. Or 3. The trilogy. Yeah. I'm going to go for Connor on that one, but I'm, I, just, I just like Connor. I don't know why. I just do. I'm going to watch the shit out of that fight for sure. But it's still a long time. Yeah, a month. But yeah. That, that about wraps it up from my side. Mine too, Pop. Nice little podcast a day. We'll be back again next week. We're, we're back on schedule. We just had a little mishap on some activities going on this past weekend. So... Apologies if y'all were waiting on the podcast, but just stick with us, man, because we'll be back for your weekly sports forecast of the Man With Band podcast, Hector Montoya Jr., a.k.a. The Man, and Mr. Professor Bands Jordan Bristow. Yes, sir. Thank you guys for tuning in coming back to us. <laughs> Until next time, it's latest. Peace. Peace.